The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the newest episode of a Hardly Kayfabe. I don't know what voice that was, but I am Johnny Townsend, and I'm joined by the Mr. Professional himself, Christopher Chavez from Parts Unknown. Brother, I'm here, brother. Appreciate you, brother, 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 brother. Oh, I don't know if people knew this, but Chris and I are now brothers. (laughs) What's going on, dude? Uh, We got the paperwork yesterday. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, Official brothers now. So I'm glad you uh, you have healed from the literal head. I think your head exploded or your heart. Something happened. You exploded in <laughs> some way when you saw the return of uh, CM Punk to the WWE. So we're, so Matt and I are yes. happy that you have recovered. Um, I was so shocked that he showed up that I got strep throat from it. <laughs> that's what it was. Strep throat. I, I knew yeah. it was something that happened in, in your internal <laughs> organs. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the the deal is though is Matt's not with still us. Still recovering, today. by the way. Yeah. I, don't yeah. can, I don't know if you can hear that. I'm still get. I'm doing much better. But uh, <laughs> uh, I might uh, cough a few times, and I apologize ahead of time. All good, man. All good. Uh, it does suck though because Matt is not with us today. Um, he was sub- so. Here's the deal. He told me that he got the chance to to head out and um, you know help with setup for the upcoming NXT War Games. And um, it was going to be his first time setting up a cage. I'm just, I'm, I'm just now getting reports that he's locked himself in, and there's no one to get him out at the moment. So he's not going to make the show today. Oh man, have you ever seen that movie, Rookie of the Year, that baseball movie? Yep. <laughs> so it's just like that one guy who locks himself in that little cage. There you <laughs> that go. That's, Matt? that's Matt. The right guy now. from Home Alone. Inside, <laughs> what are the wet bandits <laughs> inside the War Games uh, cage? Yeah. <laughs> so I could just see him kind of lounging in one ring, gets bored, goes over to the other ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, War Games, I, I'm really glad NXT brought, them, brought those back. I really like the concept of it. Oh, heck yeah. That's going to be our topic for the show today, dude. Definitely going to be our topic. Yeah. But uh, there are other things we cover. We cover what's going on in the underbelly, what's going on in the hidden you know, back offices, the whispers, the rumors, or as we at Hardly Kayfabe like to call it, the CM Punks. Which that's right. Do we, we have, do we, we have st- to change that soon? I was gonna say, do we still keep that now because it's gonna be very oh, confusing man. now that he's a part of wrestling again. <laughs> yeah, now he's now he's. In, we might have to change that. We we'll have to. Uh, we need to. You want we need to discuss this. You want to call it the Jim Cornets? <laughs> <laughs> the Cornies. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get flagged. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> never mind. No. Yeah. We cannot put any, his name on any of our info. No. Uh, yeah. We'll come up with something. But I think that's a good starting point for the CM currently known as CM Punk. So oh we will God. Change this. Oh God. Uh, so I think everybody kind of knows this story because it went viral, as the kids say, immediately too. Just not like, not like yes, not like, and, and that's the thing about social media these days, dude. If something happens like this, it is on Twitter within seconds. Yeah, I think also also think that's why 
Uh, there's a thing I, th- I forgot what it's called. Is it called like a millennial burnout? Have you heard of this? Yeah, that's where you just get kind of burnt out on everything. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and, I, and I understand it because we're just like from the time we wake up, we just have information just slammed in our face, nonstop, left and right, wherever, everywhere we look. We'd never take a moment, and I'm just as guilty as this as a, a quote unquote a millennial. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, we're you know we're actually mean? we're actually contributing to it. We're putting this yeah. out so people can listen to us tell them about yes. what the hell's going <laughs> yes. on. That's right. We're part of the problem. <laughs> and we're okay with that. Yes, we are. <laughs> now pay us. Uh, now, um, I like so that promo. Uh, That's I think a everybody good promo. knows. The, yeah, the pay us promo, very famous. Um, so, uh, Jim Cornette. Yes. I uh, know a name we all know. Uh, <clears throat> he was. <laughs> he was a commentator on NWA Power. Uh, which has been a fantastic show. Yes. I've really loved it. Yes. I've seen, I think I've only missed one episode so far. I just need to go back and watch it. Yeah. That's, I really like it. Same. Yeah. I really like it. it. It does feel old school. It's really cool. I think, I think it's getting a lot of, uh, great, great, uh, feedback and reviews so far until <laughs> <laughs> who knew Chris, who knew that Jim Cornette could become an issue. <laughs> who would have known? What do you mean, who would have known? Give me my racket. I'll tell you who would have known. Um, good <laughs> Lord. All right. So it was only a matter of time, right? Our listeners know how I feel about him. I've, I've, I've made that very apparent in the past. I don't need to get into it. Uh, but what I wanted to say is, is that it's a shame. Because this guy, uh, and I said this to you and Matt, this guy truly is a wealth of of wrestling history knowledge. The guy has, yes. you know, the the memorabilia he has, the things he's held on to, the his not just that his memories, his journals, you know, writings from other wrestlers, books. I mean, the guy is like a walking wrestling encyclopedia, and it just sucks yes. that it comes in a package that you want to just kind of push off of a cliff. Oh. Yeah, I think it's true in everybody that we all have good and bad things about us. Yes. Uh, some just have bad things that are just way less, uh, what's the word, accepted nowadays, I right. guess is the best way to put right. it. Right. Uh, and he happens to be one of those. He's definitely one of these. Uh, I'm old school, and old school is the only way that it can <laughs> possibly be. Old man it yelling can't be at any clouds. other way. Yeah, this is the guy who hates Joey Ryan purely because... Joey Ryan has gotten ridiculously rich because people uh, get flipped around by his penis. Exactly. And I don't care. Right. <laughs> even this this is the issue I always took with, with him. Uh, people are different and are going to like different things. If somebody likes a certain version of wrestling that I don't care for, yeah. I don't care. Go like it. Right. Who cares? <laughs> right. It's like saying, um, hey, do you like movies? Yeah. Cool. Do you like comedies? Yeah. Nope. You're wrong. What do you mean? <laughs> Right. It's yeah. a movie. I can like that kind of movie. Um, right. And I think, we, yeah, we had we had this discussion regarding this before. But I mean, it's not it doesn't surprise us. Right. Cornette's always been this way. And it's funny because after yes. he said what he said on. So here's the thing. I saw it only because I was on Twitter at that moment. And it was literally within seconds of it happening. That's what I'm talking about. Somebody captured, you know, filmed it on their phone immediately, put it up, was just like. You know, NWA power has been going so well until tonight. I can't believe this. And I thought, like, they jumped a shark. Like, they did something that was just ridiculous where we were like, oh, man, you know, like, it was going to ruin this whole old school vibe. And I thought maybe it was the actual production. And then I watched the clip. Yeah, a couple thoughts with this, too. 
I also feel that while obviously the he, the racial thing he said was very wrong, yeah, and I wouldn't stand up for it either, yeah. But I also feel that we're also in a culture now that if you're one of the first ones to discover something that could be yeah. considered, uh, you know, uh, something that we can quote unquote cancel somebody over, uh, <laughs> Can- you cancel won't, culture. You're, yeah, we want to post it first, and we're the ones who get kind of get credit for starting that. Like, you know, I'm the reason why. I mean, you get all these retweets and stuff. Like, that's such a big deal. Literally, this same week, we had Charles Barkley, who's one of my uh, all-time favorite NBA was, basketball guys. That was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, who's literally, in his history, he literally threw a guy out a bar window. That was terrible. <laughs> he threw him through the he threw him through the window. This is terrible. Uh, once looked at the camera and said, uh, I'm no role model. Like yeah. he, when it, he was asked, why are you doing these things? Because I'm not a role model. I, he literally says these things. I can't believe I said that. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently he was being interviewed by some uh, lady reporter this past week and made a very poor choice of a joke that inferred that he would hit her. Now, she quickly took to Twitter and quickly... Uh, went viral with this and people were like we should cancel charles barkley but there's a couple things charles barkley first of all even though obviously i wasn't there that does sound like him trying to make a really terrible or terrible joke that was a terrible joke it was just a terrible yeah. joke horrible she has every right to be offended i'm not saying she doesn't but also it was funny to me that she was so quick to jump on there and then quickly right after that said i'm not looking for attention <laughs> from this <laughs> Uh, which is like, don't count. Just be honest about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a little much, dude. But yeah. no, we are, we are, in a, uh, we are. It is. It's it's the, the the world we live in now, the culture we live in now, where you know people, you know, you want to. It's kind a gotcha. Of, we're in a gotcha society. And and, and the danger you. behind that is is we're in that kind of a society with social media, with the idea that we do want to 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 kind of live in a world where you know you don't go around hurting people's feelings. You want to kind of think about people, you know, a little more or be a little bit more self aware right. about things. You know, we want to yes. be progressive in that respect. So so it's it's kind of a weird and dangerous combination of all these things because you know you never you never want something to go all the way one side because then that's too much. You know what I mean? It just it just it's right. it's not the way you want to go so i get the, the it's, it's the, like it's like you know i'm, I'm gonna assume the same for you chris we're not too far apart in age no uh, i grew up in a time where like certain words that you do not say now mm-hmm. like when you were a kid you just said them like messing around with your friends oh like, yeah joking around with them yeah like when something's and, stupid you would say a certain yes, you know exactly. derogatory term yes. yeah that's that's i'm glad you brought that one up that's a that's a great example that's a word i would use a lot and I had no second thoughts about it. And then nope. literally what changed me about it was one of my friend's brothers, uh, like he deals with that. Like he, you know, he's, uh, he has uh, I forgot what it's called. It's called something. Uh, but you know, he's slow at picking things up. Yeah. It's, it's developmentally disabled. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And, uh, and like, she just took me to the side one time. Cause I'd use that word and explain to me why, like she goes, Hey, I, you know, she goes, like, I know you don't mean anything by it, but, you know, it kind of, it, it really hurts me and my family because, you know, my brother gets called this all the time. And they really made me think about it. And yeah. honestly, I've done my best to take that word out of my vocabulary from since then because I wanted to learn and grow. Yeah. Uh, Jim Cornette, however. 
that's what I'm saying. So I hit play to listen to what he says, and yes. I was just like, I cannot believe why. Why wouldn't he? Why would it? Why? Why would he think this? Yeah. Is why okay? would you think this is? Yes. And then somebody <laughs> posted you. a video uh, that he did back when he worked for the E in the '90s, and he said the exact same thing back then, and it's exactly like you said it back then. We said certain things, not thinking about it in a certain way, right? Not at all, but. Nowadays, right. in which the, doesn't in, make them right back then, right? But they were more accepted, right? It was you didn't think about yeah. it because at that time we weren't thinking about an acceptance kind of a culture. It just wasn't. That's not what what the world was about. We never thought twice that what we were saying was actually hurting people. Do you know what I mean? So for yeah, him exactly. to say it back then, it was it maybe it came across as funny or whatever the case is, but it also kind of drove point, uh, drove a. a, a, a a thought home you know what i mean like while he's trying to commentate on this the 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 picture he's painting is supposed to show you how how you know resilient the guy is or whatever the case is nowadays though to throw that out there it's like okay listen jim i know we're doing a retro show i know sometimes you have flashbacks you feel like you're back and and you know you're back in the old days in jim crockett promotions but that's not what's happening here. It's 2019. You can't say stuff like this. And he said something on social media or something the other day. You know, we were. I think I don't know if we even touched on it or if we just kind of brushed over it. Um, you know, something about somebody killing themselves or doing something like that. And somebody called him out. And was like, you can't be this way. You can't do this. And 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 NWA had to put out a statement saying, you know, though they don't, you know, they don't accept, they don't condone what he says. You know, and they're gonna they're gonna talk to him and all this stuff. Uh, and then he does it again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what's what's it's almost like he doesn't care. He's just going to do what he wants regardless. Like he's old man yelling at clouds. The part that I don't understand is ever since we were children, this <clears> goes for everybody. And anytime you would go on a field trip yep. to somewhere, one of the things my our teachers would tell us is say, hey, I need you to be on your best behavior because you're not only representing yourself when you're out there. Yep. You're representing the school. Yep. And that's true. And that's the same thing with the company now and Twitter. You can say this is my own personal Twitter all you want. And I understand that. Right. However, if you're one of the faces of a public company that people see, there's just kind of different rules to it. Whether that's fair or not fair, that's just how it is. True. And he is definitely old enough to know better. Yeah. But I just don't think he cares. And that's just, I've never met him. I, I'm sure, like, if you know him and he's your friend, he's one of the nicest people ever. Uh, and I would love to hear stories, you know, from some from his past, the wrestling past, for sure. But man, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes the package isn't worth the unwrapping. Right. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. That's a beautiful way of saying it. It's very true. And he might be one of those now, which is sad because what you said before was was very true. He's a wealth of knowledge, and this is what makes it even more sad. Yeah, for sure. So that happened. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the other fun news is uh, this is, uh, we don't know the exact total information and I don't know when we will know, but on Twitter, uh, Cody, certain, a certain Cody Rhodes hmm. alluded to that he had to get a suit soon to go to court. Uh oh. And many are speculating this is because uh, they recently announced they're doing a a pay-per-view show uh, called Bash at the Beach. Yep. Which was a very popular WCW uh pay-per-view which was bought out by of course WWE. Right. This leads to WWE apparently this is not confirmed again not confirmed 
apparently suing Cody over this match at the beach. Now, it wasn't that though. It wasn't didn't remember when AEW was kind of in the beginning and in its infancy, and people were rumors, and then people were you know applying for trademarks, and the AEW name yes. had a trademark. They, AEW AEW did yeah. did uh, get the trademark to Bash at the Beach. They That's did. what I That's thought. True. That's what I thought. So if yes. they own it, have fun WWE. You can't you can't do anything. They own it. They're allowed to do it. They're allowed it by law. They own it now and can do it right. It sounds like this is one of those lawsuits where uh, you just want to be annoying to somebody. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it. You know, I saw also yeah. that Cody this week or, or last week uh, secured the rights to his father's name. So now he owns his dad's name, Dusty Rhodes, um, which feels right to me. Yeah. I mean, I just <laughs> yeah. it, it's the most ridiculous thing that they're not, you know, that they're just con- th- there's this thing of like you can't use the Rhodes name on after Cody. Like, get the F out of here. Um, yeah, we all know. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Who would you like? Uh, and there was a couple other things. They secured the rights to that. They secured the rights to um, another pay-per-view. And I can't remember the name of it or it was an event. I can't remember. It was something else. Another another old school NWA uh, event. So it looks like he's making moves because he knows that the the nostalgia factor, the 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 kind of the old school way of watching wrestling. Because like I said, when I watch AEW, I feel like I'm watching old school WCW, like like during the 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 ratings era. No, no, before ratings era. You know what I mean? Right before the 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 Monday Night Wars, before the takeover. Um, yeah, I think I think AEW does a really good job of mixing in different styles of matches. Yeah. So no matter what type of wrestling you're a fan of there's a good chance you're going to get at least a little bit of that in exactly a, aew show and i think oh, yeah. uh, and and even the aesthetic like when i watch it it literally looks like we're yeah. using everything from wcw we just changed the aprons you know what i mean and we kind of updated everything um whereas yeah. like wwe and i've said it many times i hate their camera work can't stand it um, it's pretty awful. And they yeah. see they see people who are really gravitating to the to the aesthetic too. So the fact that he's he's going back and grabbing things that are old school nostalgia, he's smart, man. He knows what's working and it's that old school kind of aesthetic and this feel to the rest. That's why NWA Power is doing so well because it's got that old school feel like like you're a little bit more intimate and in this kind of, you know, battle between good and bad in the middle of the ring. Yeah, and I think NWA also just because Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins fame owns it, which is such a wild. <laughs> I, I, is that just wild? It is, it, and, if, <laughs> and it's funny because when you see immediately at that when the credits roll, executive producers there, and there's like four of them, and the first one is William, and then I think he has his middle initial William something Corgan. I'm like, oh, it's William <laughs> yes, now, that, is it? <laughs> that blows my mind. This freaking guy with bullets and butterfly wings. I just love that they use Dokken for their music, man. <laughs> yes it's just yes. so old school it's so awesome but uh apparently they're starting a new thing where they're going to have more um like independent wrestlers on their shows too oh, just nice. give them a little, which is a, a great idea for them amazing uh but but yeah uh man uh good luck i don't think that suit's going to go anywhere it just sounds like a <laughs> i want to be annoying it sounds frivolous it sounds nonsense and yeah. and i think it's it sounds along the lines of like mcmahon's like okay well uh let's see who's got deeper pockets you know what i mean let me see if yeah. i can't if i can't beat you in the ratings right now i'm going to see if i can't start doing something to affect your bottom dollar to affect you uh because it is it's 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 annoying i saw somebody talking about how this past nxt had I, I don't know, somewhere between 15 to 20 main roster people come through. 
And it, th- they were saying that it looks kind of desperate. It looks kind of like they're getting to a point where they know people are coming to AEW. And so they're, they're doing this whole, like, you know, Survivor Series is coming up. So is the takeover. And there's a lot of, you know, heat going between the three brands. And um, I don't know, man. It just it sounds like it, Vince is getting to a point where he's like, I don't know if I can compete creatively or even get the draw. Uh, but let me see if I can bankrupt you. <laughs> I mean, that's when back in the Monday Night Wars. I mean, WCW and WWE sued each other all the time for different stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, they would just sue each other back and forth. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I would agree with NXT coming off desperate. I kind of disagree with that. Yeah, that, that's what somebody said on there. I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. I haven't like I, I haven't been watching it, so I don't know the need for having that many main roster come through. But it, it could be because it's the storyline. I don't know. It is because of the storyline, in my opinion, but what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what do I know? Yeah, what do you know, Johnny? Jeez. Uh, is there anything else in the CM? Oh, we're not calling it that. We can go back to Psycho Sids till we find something else. Is there anything else on that? On the Psycho Sids? Uh, was there something else? I don't remember. I know that. Just, uh, just the fact that CM Punk came back and you've been revived. What are oh, your yeah. thoughts overall? The man who said never in. Like, he literally said. You, you'll see hell freeze over before you see CM Punk and WWE working together ever again. Well, and I, well, I was about to say he's not wrestled yet, but <laughs> what's that happen soon? I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's going to uh, all this nonsense with him and Seth Rollins right now. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to before we even started recording, you said you had something you oh. want to say about Seth Rollins. I really want to hear this. So here's the thing, man. I haven't seen anything since the Bray Wyatt debacle in Hell in a Cell. I got to be honest. Right. I've not watched any of it, um, but it does come across like for a while. Seth Rollins was so hot. He was the thing. And now he's coming across as kind of desperate because I don't know. I don't. I, he's I, I'm not watching. Now. I'm not watching, but it sounds like he's he's not doing well at all he's getting booze one of the things on a psycho sids i think maybe even just a week ago uh you know wwe was actually had their shows in england i believe it was yeah. they were overseas they were over in europe yep and apparently he was getting booze there and they Ooh. edited it out yeah I uh, saw that. you know i like these to do with roman reigns type of deal man um man it's i think his issue to me is that like once you once you get on once you become the top dog so to speak mm-hmm. you got to do like Chris Jericho does and just still even though even when you're on the top you still got to keep on tweaking who you are as a character yeah you can't just stay the same thing or you will just get stale and that's just what happens yeah that's exactly what happened because it was the same thing over and over and we get the slayer part we get the you're going to show up every night burn and defend down. the belt and yeah. burn it down we get all that but yeah it got tiresome and and it looks like it's starting it's starting to bite him uh, and that's the thing that's sad is that it, it feels like creative does kind of run its course and and doesn't know when to 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 start you know working on that so and again i don't know how much is his say how much is creative say uh but you know it just seeing these tweets and now that cm punk's back and you know he's obviously what the buzz is about in the wwe it's it comes across as desperate where where seth rollins is like fight me punk and then the next one the, the one he just responded to uh after cm punk responded to him um you know he's called him a coward and, and i'm just like this is nonsense this is just re- call you know you, you sound so desperate right now seth knock it off yeah um man 
I he does some he does come off very desperate. I, I however, and this is only slightly in defense. I've never been a, a Seth Rollins <laughs> guy. I think he's I think he's very good. I think he's honestly, obviously, really good in the ring. But I just I've never. I was always out of those three. I was always a John Moxley guy. Yeah, I'll use his current name. Uh, but uh, it's CM Punk coming back. If you're any wrestler with any sort of name in WWE, I do not blame you at all trying to pick a fight with CM Punk. Like it just gets your name out there more. Right. Uh, I kind of think at that part sort of smart. I do not blame Seth Rollins for that whatsoever, and I would like that match. I think it would be a great match. I'm just, uh, but also think CM Punk is going to be if he gets back into in the ring, he's going to be really rusty. No, listen, I'm it's not, been it's been years. I'm not saying he sounds desperate because he's calling him out. I'm saying he's desperate because the way he is it sounds it's weak, man. It's so weak. Fight me, and then coward like. Listen, if you want to do this and you want to make yourself, you, you know, people start looking at you, take some notes from your girlfriend and throw down a promo over Twitter. You know what I mean? Like I'm literally mean cut, Beyonce. Cut, a, cut a promo that makes you just kind of makes everybody go, oh, wait a second. Seth Rollins. Remember, yeah. Okay. What's going on with Seth here? Like this isn't just a fight me, punk. Come on now. Yeah, because we know. I think that's even more why it's disappointing because we know he can be better than that. Yes, exactly. And so that's why yeah. it comes across as like he's desperate now. He doesn't know what to do. And his response yeah. to CM Punk is calling him a coward. Fight me. And, Fight me, please. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. So I, real quick, if 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 CM Punk does get back in the ring, yeah. who, who would you like to see him wrestle against? Well, if he comes back at all, let me ask you this. What brand do you want to see him in? Because I'm calling NXT. Oh man, oh man, yeah, that's I'm, you're, I'm getting uh, CM Punk and Gargano match. Yeah, just dancing in my head, or a Chiampa. Yeah, yep, or or, oh. or uh, oh, freaking, Ch- freaking Ch- Adam Cole, Chiampa. Oh my god, that's my point. Put him there, yeah. and you want to know why? It should be this thing of like the elder statesman is coming down to show these young upstarts who think they that that they're going to come around to the Raw and SmackDown and kick people around. He's going to come in and show them what's up, kind of a thing. I would love that. Yeah. So there and that would literally, literally, whatever brand. If he, if again, if he's never, you know, I think he actually commented on if he'd get back in the ring or not. I don't remember what he said, but yeah. uh, you know, if he ever decides to, mm-hmm. uh, and he, if he chooses chooses NXT, yeah, uh, NXT definitely becomes the A show. Oh, easily. Yeah. Well, I think it's already pushing its way there, which is which is. Oh, the, I already, th- I already think it is as a person. Oh, we personally, have. yes, but, easily, I mean? easily, yeah. we have. Um, but I'll tell you what, like it. it the place uh, this upcoming event this weekend the the NXT War Games the uh, Takeover War Games the second one they have um it will be in the stratosphere it will go down in history as one of the greatest of all time if he comes back during this does does something inserts himself maybe in in the middle of one of the matches or you know it was just kind of a match we weren't expecting maybe he comes out to to cut a promo and then something happens and we watch a match unfold Maybe somebody needs a really good mouthpiece too, and he can kind of start out as that first. There you go. So, are you going to be uh, watching war games this weekend? Of, uh, great segue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to. This is uh, I love war games. Uh, I every time NXT does it, I've if you don't see it, you miss something. So I, I feel like I have to watch it. So here's the thing that sucks for me. I canceled my WWE Network. Here's the thing that I'm going to agree with you with. I also 
oh, canceled mine. Never mind. I'm sorry. I have it until the renewal for December. So I do have it till the end of this month. I actually will be able to see this. Oh, I was going to watch. There's a man. Uh, ignore me if you can, uh, if you're in legal things or whatever. But there are certain ways to watch. Watch it afterwards. I think yeah, I think it's called um, Dave and Buster's, right? They stream it. Dave and yeah. Buster's does. Yeah, that's right. They have it. I'm you, just gonna go to Dave and Buster's you can watch and watch it there. it there. That's where you're watching. Yeah. It. Um, yep. But it, it does look like it's gonna be interesting, dude. They're back in Chicago, um, and it, it's not a big card. But again, you don't want a big card when you have War Games matches in a in a in a pay per view. That's what NXT does well, though. They'll they'll have like maybe five matches lined up for a pay per view because they actually give these people time. Yeah. So I've not seen a lot of what's going on in in NXT, um, but I do know you know the whole thing with Finn Balor turning. Um, I know you know Undisputed Era's got a lot going on against Ciampa and, all, and those guys. I know what's going on with uh, Rhea Ripley. So I was figuring we'll go through we'll kind of go through this quick card, which is only four four matches. Um, and then I want to hear what you think is going to come out of this because you've been kind of a little bit more on top of it than I, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I think having not watched this in the past month and a half. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) So let's start with the, um, triple threat match to determine the number one contender for the NXT championship at survivor series. This is Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane versus Damian priest. I'll tell you that I was catching up on this, um, last month. So I know what's going on with Pete Dunn and Damian priest and with Killian Dane inserting himself. I don't know how far it's escalated. I think this match can be pretty dang awesome. Anything Pete Dunn's in, I'm going to want to watch. If Same. Chris tries not to cough his uh, lungs out over there. Same. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I think Killian Dane, I've loved that he went back to NXT because he's really oh, yeah. uh, set himself apart again, which he needed because he's obviously very good. Uh, the, the Priest guy, I am not sold on yet. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, not a fan. I don't hate him, but I, I also don't. He kind like of I also don't care if I see him. Yeah, he and I'm sure he's a great wrestler. I'm sure you know he's he's moved his yeah. way. I mean, I know he was in Ring of Honor for a minute, uh, but I don't know where he's been before that. Um, but this gimmick he's got going with the kind of uh, you know the bow and arrow style thing he's got, it kind of reminds me like he's one of those like when when you watch uh, let's say Last of the Mohicans, okay, and you have a tribe that's the enemies, and he's kind of like one of the dickhead enemy tribesmen. You know what I mean? He seems like that kind of kind of of, of a character and i'm just not into like this whole i don't know i don't i'm not I don't, i'm not into the gimmick he's impressive when you watch him wrestle but i don't know i'm not sold i'm like you oh, yeah. i'm not sold yet yeah i'm with you too and, and honestly there's been plenty of wrestlers who at first i was like i don't know and then i ended up being big fans of exactly so, uh, who knows i could end up really loving the guy yeah he's gonna uh, just, be the, the so far just as yeah just right now as of right now dude I'm he's like, gonna I, be the next undertaker really watch he'll be like a phenom a phenom a couple years from now People may say you're jumping the gun on that, but who knows? Maybe 10 years from now, we'll look back on this and be like, oh, man, Chris knew. Chris knew. <laughs> uh, but uh, So who do they who do they want to put in front of the NXT championship next out of these three guys? I don't know who they're really trying to push. I feel like um, I feel like Priest is getting the biggest push right now, mm. personally, because they don't want him to lose many matches. Um. Uh, my heart wants Pete Dunn, though. Yeah. Who's holding it? Adam Cole, right? Yes. And I just wanted Adam Cole versus uh, Pete Dunn. That match right uh, there just sells me. Exactly. Personally. Has has yeah. Damian Priest gone up against Adam Cole yet on, on the show? Uh, I don't believe so. Huh. 
again, because I've seen Priest wrestle. I could have missed it, though. I don't know yeah. that I would like to see those two styles go up against each other, to be honest. Cole's kind of a smaller guy compared to Priest. I think Cole's good enough where he can kind of make anything work, but I, I overall, I agree with you. Yeah. So uh, you're looking at Pete Dunn. My heart would say Pete Dunn as well. So hopefully he gets that second reign as, as the champ. That'd be awesome. Um, next up, we have Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor. This caught, I mean, I don't have a clue what's happening here. <laughs> I have zero clue what's happening here. I don't know why these guys are going against each other. Last I knew, Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano were kind of, uh, you know, going back and forth. The answer is easy. Gargano is currently injured. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, he suffered a he suffered a neck injury, so he was not medically cleared to go. This is, uh, this is a shoot. It's not kayfabe. Okay. He he really can't go. So Matt Riddle just kind of filled in for now until Gargano gets back. So, so that's obviously. why it's this match. Yeah, uh, and I've been all for this Finn Balor, uh, heel turn. He's been amazing since then yeah obviously riddle's gonna is going is losing to this one he's laying down for balor do you think so honestly they're really huge on on, Rid, on riddle right now i said riddler yeah I, I get that but if you really want to make sure that the finn balor gargano thing doesn't lose momentum you have to have balor come on top of this and he's not going to win it clean it's got to be a dirty too. win Okay, I'll take that. Let's say we both agree that Baylor, uh, Baylor wins by cheating. Yeah, that's what I think because, and this is going to yep. make sure that like Riddle it. doesn't look like he loses a match. Like it doesn't mar his 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 record. You know what I mean? I mean he's had a couple of yeah. losses, but it doesn't make it look like he's weak in that respect. So the best way to do it is have Finn win dirty, and, and it still keeps the the momentum going with him and Gargano. And maybe now it'll build like something it. with Riddle, which will help propel Riddle as well. You know? Yeah, and Riddle's already doing. I mean, I'm not a bro. But Riddle definitely is uh, taken off. So, oh yeah, easily. Um, okay, this one I'm not getting either. Uh, Undisputed Era, which is great, versus Champa, Keith Lee, Djokovic, 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 and TBA. We don't know who the mystery partner is. Um, but where did Keith Lee and Djokovic come in together on this? They've all been kind of uh, in each other's. Uh, atmospheres i guess okay here lately uh so it kind of makes sense there's but to me overall there's not a huge uh, i mean chiampa's in it because he wants his belt back and undisputed air is kind of part of that so yeah he makes the most sense to me but Um, it feels like he should be a part of the triple threat match if he wants that belt because if he wins if they win war games he doesn't get the belt I'm with you, and he needs Goldie, man. He's right. going to get Goldie back. Exactly. So this is kind of a very weird match to me. Now, to put Undisputed Era in a War Games match is phenomenal. We've already seen them in it before. Oh, yeah. Um, but I feel like... And I'm looking forward to see what Keith Lee can do in there. Uh, that that guy, that big fella can move. Yeah, which was which is so great. For it just, crazy stuff. It, for me, it just feels like a weird combination of wrestlers. Plus, we don't even need, know who the fourth is yet, or have they finally announced it? I don't think they've announced it. If they did, it must have been when I flipped back and forth. We Oh, dude. What if it's CM Punk? I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? You pop like no no one's ever pop. You Your heart yeah. literally will stop. Yeah. <laughs> would, oh, man. That would be amazing. And what, what if he comes out just like handing out like WWE ice cream bars? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, dude. That'd be amazing. Um, With his face on him. But obviously on this, the, the era goes over, right? You want to make them um, look strong with all the belts. I don't know. They have a history of if it's not just 
Like if you're teamed with another people, then they take the pin for your team. So you don't take the pin, but you still lose kind of thing. They do have a history of that. The champions, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if the champion is in a tag match, then nine times out of 10, the champions tag team is going to lose, but it'd be his partner who takes the pin right. type of deal. Right. Um, I don't know. I think either way, this is going to be, they're going to probably do some stuff. We've, oh. our minds are going to explode over. Dude, so we I saw, we saw people, you know, I think it was a shooting star press off the top of one of them, right? Well, one of the, the cages last one, it was a weird, it was a backflip. It was something, it was insane. Um, and like you said, can you imagine Keith Lee coming off the top of the cage? Oh man, I wouldn't be the one who had to catch him. <laughs> no, thanks. But I bet he would do it. Uh, so you're calling the team Champa to take this one? I think so. That's what that's what I'm feeling. I'm thinking Champa's going over. All right, I'll go. I'll go with you on that because I have not been watching. So I'll just say okay. <laughs> so next we have uh, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, Maya Yim versus Shayna Baszler, uh, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. Yeah, uh, the ladies had not this past week, but the week before. Um, they had a ladder match, uh, and it was between uh, uh, Mia Yim and oh, I, who I saw that. Yes. Uh, who was she going against? Um, I'm blanking on her name. I don't remember. I don't remember who it is now. Anyway, it was a freaking hardcore. I mean, they got busted open legit. She broke her <laughs> nose. She really legit broke yeah. her nose. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know, but I think these women are going to put on a show. I think they're going to feel... Uh, like, uh, hey, we can uh, we can steal the show, and there's a chance that they might. So I've seen stills, I've seen clips, I've seen highlights uh, over the past few, you know, a couple of months regarding NXT and, and the main roster. Um, and I'll tell you right now, I'm a Rhea Ripley fan. I like Rhea Ripley a lot. Yes. Um, and I think it was, yes. she has what I liked about uh, Shayna Baszler, too. There's this kind of toughness to her and this kind of, like, genuine. That feels real. Yes. That feels real. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and, and seeing the photo that I guess she went face, nose to nose with, uh, with, with the man, Becky Lynch. Yeah. I would kill yes. to see that match. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh. Um, yeah. Man, I'm. I think Ripley is. Uh, she's gonna be one of the new. Um. Like I think she'll be the next one to get over. The next is a feeling. I yeah, get. when I saw her standing there face to face with Becky Lynch, it was funny because we were like, Becky Lynch is. Remember when we were saying she's the new Stone Cold? The way they were pushing her. Yeah. It feels like Rhea Ripley could be the new Rock, and this could be the back and forth uh, for the women's generation coming up. Yeah, I will say real quick, too, this is the, I mean, we bash WWE all the time, but I will say one thing that's been going well for them here lately, and this is all across all their shows, not just NXT, is that it, it feels to me like other wrestlers are getting a chance to get over. Um, Recently, on the past SmackDown, I saw this part, the one part, I got lucky, the one part of SmackDown I watched was actually, was actually good, and that, uh, you know, Kevin Owens was being converted, uh, uh, being confronted by a Triple H and kind of trying to get into his head about where does he belong? He belongs with NXT, this type of thing. Yeah. And, and Kevin Owens was uh, getting over. That men's over. So uh, I love that about right now. Currently, it seems like other wrestlers are getting a chance to shine. And it's about time. Nice. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It's going to be an exciting uh, war games. Who you think's taking this one? Shayna, Team Shayna or Team Rhea? Baszler or Ripley? 
man. I feel like Ripley's team's taking this. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm going Ripley. And it's going to serve uh, Baszler notice, man. It's, it's only a matter of time for Baszler goes to Raw or SmackDown, I feel, too, as well. So, uh, But uh, I saw a tweet by, I forgot who it was. It's one of the uh, people who runs the, the Psycho Sids. But they were saying that, and I have to agree with them, out of all the wrestling right now, all the pro wrestling, the best women's division, and it's not even close, is NXT's. Yeah, easily. And I think it's true. Yeah, 100%. So speaking of War Games, War Games, this event in which two rings are enclosed in a giant cage. Uh, This isn't a new thing. This isn't a gimmick that came out with the last NXT uh, War Games. This is something that's been around for a while. So that's something that we're covering as our topic for today. Yes, that's true. It's been around for, gosh, for as long as I could remember, <laughs> it was it was a mainstay in WCW there for a while, in NWA, I believe. 1987, I believe, it, it, it debuted. Yeah, uh, so we're going to kind of talk about, I mean, we've already kind of run long, I feel, with yeah. this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely just going to kind of let people know just the kind of history of this before we, we, we take off. We were going to kind of go in-depth on war games and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, we discussed war games, uh, the, the, the upcoming events. So we kind of want to let people know where it came from. So you know who was credited for, for creating war games, right? Um, Isn't it uh, Mr. Rhodes? Yes, sir. Mr. Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Um. According to Wikipedia, War Games was created when Dusty Rhodes was inspired by viewing of uh, uh, Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, man. Like one time a long time ago. Tina Turner and uh, and, and what's his name? Mel Gibson. Yes. Uh, it was originally used as a specialty match. for. Talk the about f- your cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It would not go over today. Uh, so this the War Games was originally used as a specialty match for the Four Horsemen, uh, which we know, I mean, it was one of the greatest stables of all time. The first War Games match took place at the Omni in Atlanta during the NWA's Great American Bash 87 tour, where it was known as War Games The Match Beyond. I saw a documentary with, uh, you know, the the American Dream, and he was talking about that's actually what he wanted to call it. He wanted to call it the Match Beyond, uh, and then War Games. I don't know who came, how it came about, but uh, originally the idea was to call it just the Match Beyond. Yeah, I, which I understand because it's sort of a feels like a. Like taking wrestling into the future in a way. Yeah. This was a cool little piece of knowledge as well about uh, history is that uh, this first event would be held at three house shows later that year. Once at the Miami Orange Bowl, once in Chicago at the Pavilion, and the other at the NWA's debut at the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island. Um, can you imagine if – so because we're already talking about what we're going to be getting at this weekend's NXT War, uh, War Games. Can you imagine if after putting their body through all that hell – they take that same, you know, show to three other places later on in the year. Oh, man. Good <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, it says here the next year it would be held during the Great American Bash Tour in 88 at 11 house shows. Oh, God. Can you imagine that one? The final War Games matches under the NWA banner uh, was the Great American Bash in 89 and a house show rematch at the Omni in Atlanta. WCW used its originally in 91 at WrestleWar um, and at five house shows during the 91 Great American Bash Tour. 
and 92 at Wrestle War before it became a traditional fall brawl event from 93 to 98. I was going to ask you your thoughts on this too. So NXT is doing this. This is their second time doing it now, right? Do you feel like this should be a special? Is it the third? The third War Games? I feel like it's the. I feel like it's the third. I could be wrong. Uh, your thoughts on this, though? Do you feel like this should be a special thing, or is this something that they should be bringing back around? Because after a while, you know, they're just going to make. You know, it's going to be kind of like a Hell in a Cell thing where. It's just that every year. Yeah, every I was year. about to say that. <laughs> um, I feel like if they did it how they used to do Hell in a Cell, where it actually mattered, then that would be perfect for me. Uh, if they're going to do it uh, currently where it's once a year, I am overall okay with that, but do not do it more than that. Yeah, I agree. Or you or you will or you will kind of take away the how special these type of matches can be. Yeah. Question for you. Uh, you want to take over reading to everybody every single match in War Games history? No. <laughs> Why don't you tell the good people about how WCW took over? <clears throat> yeah, so WCW takes over War Games in 1998. Uh, they decided to try something different and converted War Games into a three-team, nine-man competition with the same cage and entry format, but they allowed pinfalls, which I which I like. I like adding pinfalls. Yeah, uh, and for the number one contendership uh, for the WCW World Heavyweight Title. Nice. So I'm guessing for this very first one in 1998, you had Team WCW, which was DDP, Bang, Rock, Bang, the Bang Man himself, Roddy Piper, <laughs> and the Warrior. That's quite a team, man. That, uh, to yeah. put Warrior in with DDP and Piper, that's a that's kind of a, a that's a team. Yeah, uh, I like two out of the three. I'll let you guess which one I don't like. Uh, <laughs> <team>. <laughs> um, uh, and that's just a personal thing. I'm sure yeah. I know plenty of people who loved them. Uh, <laughs> team Hollywood consisted of Hollywood Hogan, brother, Stevie brother, Ray, brother, <laughs> Stevie Ray, and Bret Hart. Uh, yeah. And team Wolfpack, because apparently this is when NWO had already split. You had a red and a black and a white. Uh, yep. Team Wolfpack was Kevin Nash, Sting. When he was the black, when he was the red and black uh, crow, I believe, and Lex yep. Luger or Lex Luger, yes. as I like to say, when he was the uh, steroid gobbling um, maniac. Yeah, allegedly, oh, that's basically any year. Okay, uh, and honestly, to be fair, that can describe quite a few. Uh, Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, steroid uh, maniacs, Hogan entered this cage early by force, so he and Stevie Ray could take out all the other participants including their teammate, Bret Hart. Uh, I'm not going to read all this stuff. Uh, no. In play 2000. Tell us what happened. <laughs> yeah. In 2000. <laughs> That'll put butts in the seats. I uh, think and- well, there is something to point out here in the 98 one. that This is kind of a crazy thing. Davey Boy Smith suffered a near career ending back injury earlier that night after he fell on a trap door that they used for the stunts. Um, that's another thing about these war games things is that there's still real danger involved. Um, do oh, you remember yeah. there was, isn't there one where Psycho Sid went to powerbomb somebody and didn't get him upright or something? You remember? And he ends up like, oh, that could be smashing like him on his head. Yeah. That's so many Psycho Sids to be fair. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it wasn't Psycho Sid. It was somebody back in the day when the, when the cage was too low and they were trying to lift the guy up to powerbomb and didn't like fully turn him in time. And he came down completely on his head, almost snapping his neck. Oh man. That reminds me. I know you, did you watch AEW with, uh, the other night? That's no, not yet. No, All right, it's, on, so there's it's, on, a, it's on my this, DVR. This is, not, this is not giving away anything, but there was one move that was the Moxley and Darby Allen match. Uh-oh. Uh, 
and it's at the very end, but I want you to watch that and let me know if you think that uh, they should ever do that move again. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I already saw uh, um, a GIF, a GIF, whatever you want to call it, of Darby Allen coming flying out of the ring and nailing Moxley with the suicide That's how it started. dive. Yeah. Oh, my God. Forget it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was a... I like the match overall, but I just, I just am very curious what your opinion is on that. In two thousand, after the War Games match was not held in ninety nine, they actually skipped a year. Yep. Uh, a man that everybody loves. I've never heard a negative thing about this guy, Vince Russo. Oh, uh, wow. brought, yeah, everybody loves Vince Russo. Uh, brought back War Games in a new format he called War Games two thousand. Of just course, yeah. two, <laughs> of two thousand anything. Dude. Of course, I'm surprised he didn't make it like beyond the Thunderdome for real. You know, bro, that guy knows what he's talking about. You know, he isn't, <laughs> he, talk about reinventing the wheel. He can bring, he can make anything new. Uh, he probably told the Hardy Boys to put the S to a Z at the end of their name. Yeah, uh, probably. With, <laughs> with the tagline, Russo's Revenge. Oh, God, it's the this worst. Is such a, this is like the worst <laughs> video game title ever. <laughs> War Games 2000, <laughs> Russo's Revenge. Hey, here uh, we it go. It was held on September 4th, 2000. On an episode of WCW Nitro, they didn't even give this. Uh, this wasn't even a pay per view. <laughs> uh, it consisted of two teams vying for the. This is. We should look this up. I kind of want to watch this. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we should watch this and do commentary over this. Yes, because uh, 2000 was really close to when WCW ceased to exist. <laughs> so yes, this is going to be amazing. It's when it's on its last legs. Uh, in a three, they were in a three cage. tiered cage. First scene in the. Oh, I remember this one now. <laughs> Okay, uh, first scene in the climax of the WCW movie, I consider a Stone Cold classic, uh, uh, ready to rumble, and later yes. used at Slamboree in May 2000. So for those who don't know, it's literally <laughs> one cage on top of another. Like it's almost looks, comes yep. to like a pyramid sort of thing. So yep. you got the main normal size cage and then like a smaller-ish mm-hmm. one and then another smaller one. Yep. Uh, and I think the belt's usually at the very top. So you got to climb and get up to there. It's actually quite dangerous. Good lord. Um, however, once a wrestler retrieved the belt from above the third cage, he did not automatically win it. Uh, this time, the wrestler had to climb back down into the first cage and then exit via the cage door. Which is, like, that's just stupid. If he gets to it, just let him have it. Uh, the wrestler who exited the structure with the belt, regardless of whether or not uh, he was the one to retrieve it from above the third cage, won the match and the championship. So literally... If I was a heel, I would just let some face go up there and get it and just wait till it comes down and just take it from him. <laughs> Basically, right? That that yeah. would be the whole point. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so this match had Sting, Booker T, Goldberg, uh, Chronic, which was a tag, which I, I do remember, which was Brian Adams and Brian Clark with the tag team. Oh, that's right. Against Russo's team, which was Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, and the Harris Brothers. I don't remember the Harris Brothers, but... Um, mm-hmm. The match had been scheduled as a four. I really want to go back and watch this match. <laughs> I'm telling you, we have to. Yeah. As a four on four match with Sting, Booker T, Goldberg, and Ernest Miller, the cat himself, against Nash, Jarrett, Steiner, and Russo. Um, Man. But yeah, this these matches were. Uh, they took the War Games thing and just kind of literally put them on top of each other. It's kind of the idea they Basically. got. Basically. Do you see Ready to Rumble? Uh, yes, obviously. It, it, okay. it, it is a a pinnacle in filmmaking history. 
<laughs> yes. I know you're being facetious, but one I one of the greatest <laughs> no, I'm not being facetious. I think it's awesome. It's fun. But it's uh it also stars one of the greatest champions in wrestling history as well. Yes. So I agree with you hundred percent. I will and I will fight anybody who disagrees with that. Freaking love that um, dude. I I'm a big Arquette fan. Especially now. I think the dude's coming yes, away against me. Yes, sir. 100%. That's why I'm saying, like, I'm not saying that. I mean, I know when we were kids back then, we were like, what the F? But but nowadays, even looking back on that, there's brilliance. You know what I mean? And the oh, fact yeah. that he was a part of it, and now he is part of history, you know, the history of wrestling, it's it's awesome. Especially, like you said, where he is now and where he's brought himself. And he, and he's honestly, for real, a true fan of, of pro wrestling. Yeah. He, he truly bleeds, loves it, He so. bleeds wrestling. That's not a joke. <laughs> he, he literally does now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he literally does it now. Yeah, uh, so but that's yeah. kind of what happened when WCW took it over, and then, you know, WCW kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, died. Yeah, basically. they. Yeah. Uh, but the popularity of this thing, you know, there's all been, the, been all different kinds of, of promotions that have used it. WWE itself has kind of created the Elimination Chamber, kind of like the same feel for it. Um, they brought it back with NXT, though. You were saying, you know, you're glad they brought it back. Uh, it was, It's awesome. It's, it's one of these matches that when you think of war games, more often than not, you're thinking of some of the most classic battles that have ever happened in wrestling history. Yeah, for sure. And I love that... Um that NXT brought it back, but it made it kind of brought it back to what its roots was. Yes. Which is the three rings beside each other. Uh, yep. I, that's the part I love. Uh, I can do without the ring on top of, each, you know, the cage on top of another cage. <laughs> that should just be from, you know, fake movies. Not, you know, yeah. not Easily. a predetermined sport. Yeah. Easily. I don't need to see um, a wrestler. I like get, uh, crippled. No, no, you don't need that. Not, not, not for reals. Not at all. That's right. Um, so there you have it. War Games, one of the probably one of the most uh, infamous matches, types of matches that you can have in wrestling, uh, brought to us by one of the greatest of all time, the American Dream, Doth the Road. Uh, yeah, baby. It's, it's um, I, I'm watching. I haven't been watching these past few months, but I'm definitely watching the pay per view. I got to see this. I got to see what happens. Yeah, I think here lately NXT is getting back in a groove. They've been quite good. Uh, nice. AEW has also been good. So I was telling Chris before we started recording, literally the only night that so far, and this is even though I'm getting uh, Bray Wyatt versus, uh, um, oh gosh, uh, best of Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Ooh, old school, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, versus Daniel Bryan, uh, a program I do look forward to, but. That's interesting. Uh, when, I didn't even yeah, know that was it, happening. Yeah, that's what's happening over there uh, on the blue brand now. Uh, but yeah, um, I think NXT is really, really hitting a, a groove again. I think there for a while they were sort of uh, before they went live on television. I think before that they were kind of in a waiting uh, position there and it kind of weren't yeah. going anywhere, sort of spinning their wheels in a way. Yep. But they seem to be like they're getting traction again. And I'm very, very happy about that. They got so much talent over there. And I look forward to to flipping between that and AEW because I love both, and I will never pick between the two. I was saying it's like old old school Monday Night Wars. You're you're going from the WCW yeah. to WWE back and forth, back and forth. Um, that's what I was doing. That's that's the beauty of DVR nowadays too is that you if you need to you can miss one to pay attention to one completely, and as soon as it's done, go right back to your other one and watch it from the beginning. Um, imagine if we had that. I mean, we had VCRs back in the day, uh, but you know. During the Monday Night Wars, it, it, it's it was exactly what you said, flipping back and forth live because you wanted to know exactly what happened live. Um, but anyway, 
That's it, man. War Games. I think I'm going to try to make my way down to Atlanta and see if I can't get Matt out of that cage. You get, you, you got anything else you want to say? Uh, just tell Matt that I said hey, and um, you know he needs to just stay away from cages. They're awful dangerous. <laughs> All right, brother. Let's take it home. Oh!